Hello, it's Mitch and Paul from Looking Over the Fence. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we hope to move the podcast forward with your opinions. If you have anything that you'd like us to discuss, please email us at looking-over-the-fence at outlook.com. Or on our Instagram and our Twitter page at LOTFence or LOTFence to help this podcast grow. Thank you for your support. Cheers. Hello, welcome to Looking Over the Fence. This is a bonus content episode. I hope you're interested because one of our listeners has posed a question. Mitch, would you like to tell us more about this question from our listener? Yeah, so we've had a, a question come from a listener called Daniel. Um, and basically it's about mortgage rates, interest rates, um, and stuff like that. So the question is, Paul... Do you think increasing mortgage rates will help bring down inflation or will it create another recession? Right, Mitch, you're going to be quite impressed with this because I've actually gone out and I've like found a mortgage advisor and I asked her this question for our listeners, Danny. So consider yourself very lucky, my friend. I've gone the extra mile. Literally, it's five miles to the nearest mortgage advisor and I, I asked her the information so I can give you a nice, accurate answer. Simple question. Will hiring interest rates combat inflation or will it lead to another recession? The simple answer that she gave me was no. We are going straight into a recession. Now, the reason for this is because in the late 80s, they decided to combat inflation by hiring interest rates, and they hired the interest rates on the savings accounts and on the loans. Now, people had more cash, so they were putting it into savings accounts and earning up to 10% interest on these savings accounts. Because the interest rate is so high and good for them back then, and people were saving, there was less demand for product, for produce. So people weren't spending their money on produce. Therefore, the price would come down and inflation would come down with that price. Then people would start spending again. And then you'd see growth in the economy. That was back in the 80s. Now, unfortunately, these days, we have a lot more problems. Because we have been socially engineered and programmed to be have everything available to us at the click of a button, I could go online right now, take out a £25,000 credit card, take out a 10 grand loan, borrow whatever I wanted. They don't mind. They would give it to me. You can have a car on finance. You can have payday loans. You can have PCP finance, home renovation finance. Money is there for you to take, and they want you to take it. Most people in this country do have loans and credit cards. And it's just part of their normal way of being. Back in the 80s, that was not the case. It was just your simple mortgage, people paying your mortgage, and savings accounts. Now, with all this new technology, savings accounts and loans, no one has any money to put into a saving account. So people only have debt. And debt is bad. So just to follow up on that then, if I mean, obviously there's good debt and there's bad debt. Is the good debt not going to combat that? When you mean good debt, what are you saying, my friend? Well, I mean, obviously, good debt is in like a mortgage is a good debt. Um, you know, as, as as one example, it's it's a good debt to have because you, the chances are you're going to increase your sort your 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 money from this debt that you've decided to take on. Your, your house price starts at hundred grand. You take a mortgage mortgage out for ninety. And after you've paid that 90, your house might be worth 130. So you say it's good debt. Is that not going to combat it in any way? 
Well, I don't believe so because the house price is all about supply and demand because people, the, the only people that have cash at the moment are the, the millionaires and the billionaires, the everyday people like me and you, Mitch. We don't have that money to invest or to buy property at the moment. Supply and demand isn't going to be there for us. We're not going to be able to go out and buy another house or anything. When we come to remortgage, I mean, I'm remortgaging in three years' time, uh, thank God. But I am concerned. I did ask her what the best, best course of action is because I'm on a, a 3% interest rate at the moment with three years left on my fixed term. Now, interest rates are at 6%. Anyone remortgaging now in the next year, their mortgage payments are going to go from 600 to £1,200 a month. Do you think they have money to save? Do you think they have money to spend? Yeah, well, um, I'm in the, I'm at, well, I mean, me personally, I'm in the boat where we're remortgaging next year and we also have the help to buy scheme to pay off. So, I mean, obviously, I know that the numbers aren't looking great, but potentially we could be looking at a, a mortgage that's 1,400, 1,200, and that's not conservative. Before you were fixed for another three years, my friend. No, it's fixed till next year. So we remortgaged at three years and we remortgaged for two because of the help to buy. Uh, and we're one year into that two-year fix. So it's it's not it's, it's not all doom and gloom. We could come out of it next year, but it's not looking great. Oh, Mitch. I mean, you're the voice of optimism always, my friend. You always bring a bit of buzz to this show and you always make me feel happy about, you know, coming over to your side of the fence and, you know, cocking, cooking up some cocktails and sausages and stuff. But telling <laughs> me that is, is making me feel a bit depressed for yourself. So um, I asked her about this, like, what, what, what would the uh, what would be the best advice for be for people in that situation who had to remortgage? Um, with the help to buy situation, it's you've got to look at the interest rate on the help to buy is increasing yearly. So as you have a help to buy uh, loan from the government, your interest rate will, there. That's a, that's a fixed interest rate over five years or it just keeps going up. Basically for the first year, you'll pay a, a certain percentage then that percentage will increase like 1%, then 2%, then 3%. Uh, I believe that's how the help to buy works. So if you look at it, if you were to take out, say you had a, a hundred grand, let's just say a hundred grand house and you had a 20% help to buy, and a 5% deposit. That means you won't, you have five grand in that house, the government have 20 grand in that house, and you have a 75,000 pound mortgage. So if you wanted to, so, and then, so then you say after two years, you pay off five grand of that. So then you own 10 grand of that house, the government own 20 grand, and the bank owns 70 grand, 70%. So 10, 10%, 70%, and 20%. So 20% for the government, 10% for you, 70% for the bank. If you were to remortgage next year and pay off that help to buy and take that 20 grand against your mortgage, you would pay a higher rate of interest with that bank loan on that new interest rate that the bank gives you than you would on the help to buy. So my advice, if you are remortgaging next year and you do have a help to buy, I believe it's best, in my opinion, to just keep the help to buy open and pay the interest on the help to buy because that will be cheaper and you will pay less than if you were to remortgage for the whole amount um and you just got to find yourself with that but i'm going to give you some more information now because they they had um in 2008 when we had the big world financial recession uh, crash because they were lending to anyone uh, as i mentioned earlier and i mentioned about the stress testing didn't i where they've removed that from uh from uh so you can borrow as much as you want. So basically they've taken out any parameters so you can they can lend and keep lending, keep that money machine turning. And all that people are going to benefit from this is the banks and their shareholders. Because they just like to borrow money. The banks will borrow money and 
they borrow money from investment funds and from pensions. They gamble with your pension money and they invest it and try and make a profit and try and make money for their shareholders every day. The money that you invest in a pension you think is a stable, suitable choice you trust to basically a bunch of millionaire, billionaire gamblers. So you have a pension. Do I agree with that? No, I don't. I'll have to get into that with you another time, Mitch. Um, but after doing a bit more research on the pension scheme and finding out what it's actually about, because in 2008, millions of people lost their pensions. All their life, they worked for that money and it was gone. They had no retirement. <sighs> my friend, please, you got any more questions or you got anything else you want to get my opinion on? I've, just, I've given Danny a simple answer there or a bit of a long answer. I hope he's appreciative of this. I mean, this special episode just for you, Danny. You're welcome, my friend. Keep smiling. You're our number one fan. But um, Mitch, if you want to ir- 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 again give your opinion on what you think is going to happen or on what I've said. Well, I mean, obviously everyone's <clears throat> everyone's in a different situation, aren't they? Across the country, we've got people that are like me that were on the help to buy and it's coming up to remortgaging. We've got people who are just coming up to remortgaging. We've got people who are thinking of re- of, of taking out equity currently in their properties. Um basically what what you're saying is the more money you can keep in that property the better because it means you're going to be borrowing less i would if you if i was in anyone's position who was remortgaging now or next year i would be paying off capital right now straight into that bank straight into that mortgage straight off i mean you're allowed to pay uh 10% a year off your mortgage so i'd be paying that and if if you want to take the have a look at how much your fine is for over early repayments i'll be looking into that because you want to be as low as you are when you come to remortgage because that's that's the best advice that i can give and that's what she said to me the mortgage advisor i mean i only got 10 minutes of her time because that's the free appointment time um before she kicked me out of the office uh, because well. <laughs> <laughs> kicking, and, kicking and screaming yeah kicking and screaming i wanted more i had a little notepad and she says you're not paying me for my time i said well Mate, I've got Daniel. He needs an answer. <laughs> Come on, give me some more time. Give me twelve minutes, and then she gave me the extra two minutes where we talked about the stress testing and that. But um, yeah, basically things aren't the same, and the the country is doing. The banks are doing exactly what they did in two thousand and eight, and what they do. They were a bit more careful, you know, just as they were coming out of it, two thousand and twelve, two thousand and fourteen. But they've put us back in this exact same situation that we had in two thousand and eight. So, people, if you've got a massive pension, I'd be looking to draw that down early, pay your tax on it, get it out of there because I think that they're going to lose it all. That's my opinion. Um, I'm an optimist, by the way. You know, I love being optimistic. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a, that's basically it. Uh, the banks are greedy. Um, and in 2008, when they all went under, their liquidity, they need to keep liquidity. So when they when they don't have any liquidity. That's why they went against themselves in 2008. They ran out of liquidity. So they... So, as a quick one, Paul. How could the government possibly help this situation? Government, how could the government help? So the government helped, or the taxpayer helped in 2008 by bailing out the banks. Now, if the government was to help the change of policies, what would they do? That I would regulate the regulate them regulate them as hell as they can i wouldn't even trust them as far as i can because they are a bunch of criminals that will prey on the needs of other people 
So they will, they want you to take their money. You see the click on adverts. You see everything. They, people want you to lend them money. They want you in debt. They want you in debt. So they make money. The government, what can the government do to help that? Because, I mean, a similar way that obviously the government have decided to put caps on energy. Could the government put caps on interest rates for banks? Well, for mortgages and specific types of lending? The government could do whatever they wanted, couldn't they? Of course. But they're all lobbied by the banks. So you can see, I mean, that's just a theory. I mean, I could go into more detail, but then this is an opinion podcast, not a... Uh, not a conspiracy show so i'm not going to go into more detail about how i think the banks are actually lobbied by the politicians the politicians are lobbied by the banks to give them favor uh the, the government can do whatever they want it but they're choosing not to like keir starmer he's choosing in his next election if he's elected great british energy that combats that whole need for an energy and it puts in a thing with the mortgages it could they do it they could do it they could they could they could cap the interest rates of course but then the banks won't make their money and they won't make their money and that is what the bottom line is mate they are they want to make their money and they want to make money off us they borrow it they borrow money they invest your money they spend your money and because people are in debt that's the problem. Uh, the... So our advice for people coming off the back of this is if you can afford to pay more than what you're currently paying on your mortgage, get your equity up as much as you can because when it comes time to remortgage the property, the interest rates are looking to be so high that potentially you would be looking at an interest on the mortgage or potentially not being able to afford that's exactly right and then that is when the recession hits so that's when it's uh that's when supply and demand comes in and the prices the prices will come down so then we'll see house prices drop and the equity that you had will not be worth as much that's exactly right your equity will not be worth as much but then people will jump on that um people who have that money so if you have if you if you have a fixed term pay as much as you can off if you're remortgaging your payments are going to go up the six percent the three percent interest rates i mean martin lewis did a did a, a little show about um about how much mortgages price would go up per percentage per year per hundred thousand pound of house um so you have a little look at that martin lewis uh i'll put it on the twitter page martin lewis's uh advice on uh, mortgages how much mortgages would go up by but yeah that's basically it my friend pay as much equity if you get up you can uh, try not to be in as much debt and yeah that's the it, unfortunately daniel the recession is coming my friend um and it's been led down this path we've been denying it for years but it's coming every 10 years but we've just pushed it back coronavirus pushed it back by three years so yeah we're um we're, we're just getting to this now so let's see how it comes out and plays out so we'll probably do an episode in the future because she did say if uh, any of our listeners do appreciate the advice she's given she'll come on and do an actual special about finances on all aspects of finance pensions investment funds where to put your money how to have your money but she did also say to get out of my office at the same time so <laughs> anyway thank you very much i'm paul and i'm mitchell thank you very much i hope that's answered your question daniel mm-hmm.